1: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. A red horse is a pregnant ladies and little kids.
0: You better get the hell out of the way because I am running. I'm just, I'm like Forrest Gump, dude. I am
1: was the biggest ship on the ocean, but that didn't mean
0: it was unsinkable. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to use ombudsman in a sentence next week. I got one
2: for you. My name is Kevin, the official ombudsman to the
0: Disrespect podcast. You like apples?
2: Welcome back into another edition of the Just Press Play podcast, and we have me, Kevin, and Pops here. LJ's not here, and we know it's been a while since we've kind of tapped into the podcast. Pops, we got a, a few announcements to make. First off, how you doing, homie? Man, I'm doing really good. How are you doing? Yeah, you know, I can't complain. the The playoffs are good. I think the NBA playoffs have been really fun. I've enjoyed I do it.
0: Too. Yeah,
2: we're into summer. Uh, it's starting to get hot, hot. In in the middle of summer, I, I, but I'm happy. I'm glad that it's not. I, I, I'd rather it be hot than cold, I think. I just like being outside. I think you would probably agree in that.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's been hot and humid lately. Golly, you can almost see the steam coming out of the ground because we've had so much <laughs> rain, but... Gosh. Yeah. I'd rather be hot than cold, but it's testing that I'm being tested right now.
2: Yeah. And some of that, like you mentioned that humidity, there's been a couple of days where you just walk out to your, your vehicle to go grab something and your forehead's already got a little sweat dripping off of it. I mean, that, that might be
0: a little too much humidity for me. Yeah. And that's like at 10 o'clock at night, you know, you walk out there at 10 o'clock and the heat just says, hello, I'm still here. Which, you know, I didn't think we were
2: going to get on this, but I want to mention because I wonder if anyone else has this problem. So we're back working at the office where I work. I was working from home for a long time, but we we've been back now for a few months, but my office that I work in, it stays very, very cold. Like it mm. is like you need a jacket at all times. Yeah. So I was, I was just like wearing, I would wear some kind of jacket or something to work every day just so I have it, but it's so hot outside that I can't wear a jacket to work because by the time I get to work, my pits are sweating or something because you just can't do that. So I guess I don't I don't want to be the person that leaves a blanket at work. So I guess it's the best thing for me to do, just leave a, leave a jacket on my chair, I guess.
0: That- uh, yeah, I've got a jacket in my office right now as we speak. I mean, in my office at work, I keep a jacket there all the time just on a little... You know, hanging on the back of the door for that. Well, I think that's
2: that's me now. That's going to be me like, having a jacket yeah. on the back of my chair because it's so. Like the other day, I thought I don't know. It's probably not going to be that cold. And I wore a t shirt to work, and by God, a couple hours in, I was cold. I was like, God dang! I wish I brought my jacket. So,
0: shoot you're the a shirt, but your headlights get on. Man, people give you a hard time. <laughs>
2: I guess just working from home for so long, I just haven't thought about it. I got to like train my brain back to working in the office. So, yeah, I guess the staple will be leaving a jacket on on the coat. I bet everybody does it. I'm just
0: late to the game. You're late to the game, Kev. Just keep paying attention to me, Grasshopper. I'll leave you alone. (laughs)
2: <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into first off first order of business. We got kind of some bookie bookkeeping notes. Let's let the people know we're making a little change to the not a little change to the podcast format, but more so a change to when podcasts will release. So what we'll do is during the NFL season through, like, you know, regular season, through the Super Bowl, what is that, probably 20 weeks, 20, something, 21, weeks, yeah. something like that. We'll be every week, like we always are. So we'll probably, I don't I don't want to lay down exactly, but we'd probably record on a Tuesday night and have you something ready Wednesday or Thursday. But then we have an off-season. So, like, when the NFL season goes on off-season, we will, I don't want to call it off-season because we're still going to be here for you, but we just won't be weekly at that point. We'll go to a bi-weekly thing. We're pretty much, you can expect us, like you expect your paycheck. We're going to be out every 1st and 15th. You're going to have a Just Press Play ready for you. If the 1st is on a Monday, it'll be there. If the 1st is on a Saturday, it'll be there. Now, whether you want to listen to it, whenever, that's up to you. But just know you'll have a brand new spicy JPP ready for you on the 1st and 15th.
0: Well, and let me add to that, Kevin, that uh, we do reserve the right to perhaps every now and then go back to weekly. Let's say the NCAA tournament, March Madness. I can see that maybe during March Madness, we could go back to a weekly uh, podcast for those three or four weeks. Right. You know. So, well, so I special mean, events, uh, special events. We might be doing well, a little more Well, I mean,
2: when often. March Madness comes around, I, I would just feel we would leave the people hanging if we weren't back talking about the Cameron Crutwick Award. Everybody would be wondering who's leading the award right now.
0: Did you change the name Whoa. of the award? Whoa, Whoa. Whoa. Whoa.
2: time out. Whoa. I guess I was, that's why Cameron Crutwick needs to come out. No, I'm sorry. The Pit snuggle Award that Cameron Crutwick has now won twice. Wow. I'm yeah. glad you called me out on Pump that. Up
0: your brakes,
2: Kev. Jeez.
0: Come On, <laughs> Woo!
2: Hang yeah, on. we the, the Pittsnoggle award, the Kevin Pittsnoggle award winner each year that we nominate. Uh, Pittsnoggle, as people probably know by now, especially JPP listeners, the West Virginia great Kevin Pittsnoggle, um, absolutely, and brief Boston Celtic, which we found out when in a podcast not too long ago. I think Um, it was
0: very brief, but yes.
2: (laughs) Yeah. A cup of coffee, like legitimately. I know that people like to say like he had a cup of coffee in the MLB. And that was Kevin. I think Pitsnoggle had a legit cup of coffee at Boston. And then
0: probably got a Jersey. He better, bet he got a Jersey too. You
2: know, actually there is a Google image picture of Kevin Pitsnoggle with like another rookie drafted. So and look at that. hes We know Pitsnoggle
0: in the picture, but we don't know the other rookies. So, shout out to Kevin Pittsnoggle You know what? If I could find me a Pit snoggle Celtic jersey, I might have to buy that. <laughs> I would wear that, dude. Uh, you know what?
2: Well, Father's Day's coming. You might have just planted a seed. You might have just planted a seed. By the way, for all the listeners out there, make sure you know. Father's Day, this Sunday, right? This Sunday. So, yeah, get, sure get your pops something, or at least call your pops, send them a text, do something. Um, But, so... On that, with changing up the the podcast release, we'll also have a little bit different format on those off season ones. Where we'll we'll hit your news and notes of the week, kind of the big stories if there's something. But we'll also have a little segment where we do winners and losers, where we you know each each person will pick just a winner and loser from the past week or two. And then we'll have uh, something that pops is really good at the bougie problems. I feel like you're you'll have two weeks to come up with the bougie problem. So who knows what you're going to come
0: up with. <laughs> Well, I have one today too that I'm going to let you know about. No, we'll so. get
2: to it. And then we'll, you know, then we'll have some. I, I think what we probably will do, and, and maybe I'm, I'm writing a check that my ass can't cash here, but I bet when we do these two week podcasts, one like maybe the 15th pod, some sort of guest, like maybe just a friend of ours, maybe Uncle Tony, maybe uh, Dylan, maybe, you know, who knows? Who, Andrew to talk a little UFO stuff there. I'm just saying the 15th pod could get a little funky. So just be ready for that stuff.
0: (laughs) We're going to Uh, funky town, baby.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's where we thrive. We thrive in funky town. (laughs) Uh, Let's do a little winners and losers actually give people a taste. I, I kind of sprung this on you. So I don't know if you have any, but I have, I know I have a couple that you probably can share some thoughts on and I'll go with my winner. And this is a a sore subject for uh, me and you and many that probably listen because it has to do with Arkansas Razorbacks losing in the Super Regional. But my winner is classiness, just all class. And that is Kevin Copps, who is the the National Player of the Year, National Pitcher of the Year, likely Golden Spikes Award winner, which goes to the best amateur baseball player in the country. And he's a reliever, but he pitched on Saturday. Then he came back on Sunday on a must-win situation and pitched Eight innings and a third inning. Maybe shouldn't that have came third. out. It. <laughs> I'm not going to question the <laughs> Me great neither. Dave Van Me Horn. Neither. But Kevin Cops came out there with his team needing it. And he was he did give up something in the third. But then in the third inning, and then he went like what? 14 straight batters or 15 straight batters retiring them all. I mean, he, he played his, pitched his ass off and then yes, he did. gave yes, up he the did. home run that eventually was the losing home run. I would not put that loss on Kevin Copps. It was probably more the bats not waking up, That's but hard. tough loss. But then after the game, I don't know if you saw this. I know a lot of Arkansas Razorbacks, probably fans have seen this, but Kevin Cops and others, he was not the only one. Josh. Wicklander was out there, a couple other guys, but he stayed there hours. After. Like he kind of went to the dugout. The camera actually showed him at one point. I don't know if he was crying, but you could see there were some onions being cut in the dugout. I mean, he was yeah, not. It, right. it was tough for him, as you can expect. There were onions he being went, cut
0: at my house that day, too, yeah. by the way.
2: <laughs> and then, and then he went to his family in the stands, and you could tell he was having a little moment. But then he stayed out there for like. Over an hour, I would say probably ninety minutes to two hours signing autographs for any and every fan that stayed and wanted an autograph from Kevin Cops, and I—that's just freaking cool. That like, I respect the heck out of that because he didn't have to, and no one would blame him if he didn't. But so my winner is this classiness, and I think. From what I've seen, I don't obviously I don't know Kevin Cops, but he seems like all class, and I I'm rooting for the guy.
0: Hey, let me let me pile on that a little bit. I I don't know much about Kevin Cops, but I know he certainly comported himself with class during the game. He's a hell of a pitcher. I think we've probably seen him for the last time in a Razorback uniform. I wouldn't be surprised.
2: Uh, Pops, I do think he might be out of eligibility. Either way, I think you're right. There he's there's a Razorback jersey. 45 Comp's jersey will not be worn next year and might be retired. I don't know. Yeah,
0: look, it could look. be. I mean, he he is a hell of a pitcher and uh you know, and and I think you're right. The the, the loss, although it may go on him, you know, technically the way the rules are uh and the way records are kept in baseball, but it was the bats. It was we, we couldn't hit a ball. We couldn't we couldn't get our bats going during the game and and uh it was depressing because I think that not only Uh, did I think, but I think most of the people that are into baseball thought Arkansas had one of the best teams they've ever had. I think they were by far the favorite to perhaps, I think, to win the College World Series. And not only did they not win, they didn't even make it to Omaha. So it was quite a shock. It was quite a shock. But I was proud to see my boys, my Razorbacks, uh, uh, like you say, comporting themselves with class. That was, And I I think a a lot
2: of that has to do with the guy that I know both of us hold a lot of respect for. And that's Dave Van Horn. I think, I think it starts at the top and it trickles down to the rest of that locker room. And yeah, uh, they went all year without losing a single series until Mm. this Mm. past weekend. They were number one. Interesting to note pops. And I'm not, I I follow basically, I don't follow college baseball through the year. I kind of keep up with Arkansas. And then I kind of tune into when regionals happen, super regionals and then college world series. It is fun to watch. It's very fun, but I was I saw a stat that since I think they went to this new format in 1999 where they do the regional, super regional, and college World Series. Since then, the number one team I don't think has ever or won it only like one or two times, like the number one seed.
0: I do so think I saw something like that too. It's interesting yeah. that that happens. I don't know if that's
2: a baseball thing. I mean, I, I don't know. It's just interesting that the number one seed doesn't often win it. And that's Arkansas was the number one seed because they were the number one ranked team for, I think, 17 weeks out of the season, which might be a record. It was a historic team. Great team. Tough loss. I, it was a tough. Way to I think go I'm out.
0: cutting onions here. Would you play? You got to hurry up and get <laughs> off this. God, I'm getting sad again. Kef. Come on. <laughs> uh,
2: okay. Well, I have another winner for you. Usually it's, it, we, we, we hold just the same way you mentioned earlier when we go to our biweekly podcast, uh, we hold the right to go back to every week if we want to. That's right. When it comes to winners and losers, we might have one or we might have multiple. And this week I do have a second winner because it's someone me and you have talked about. We talked about with LJ Phoenix Suns in the Western Conference playoffs. Chris Paul, the shoulder looks good. He is playing really well. I I can't lie to you pops. I've never been a Suns guy. I I never hated the Suns because I I like Nash and stuff, but I love to see Chris Paul playing at a high level again and, Just, that's my winner, Chris
1: Paul. It is worth noting that in between the recording and editing of this podcast,
0: Chris Paul is out indefinitely due to health and safety protocols. This may be a non-issue, but it is worth noting moving forward. You know, I can't can't disagree with you there. I really like Chris Paul, as has been noted on this pod uh, in the past, and to see him potentially have the the potential – to, to go to the finals. He's got a pretty significant uh, obstacle in front of him, be it the uh, Jazz or the, uh, the Clippers. Right. Uh, I think it's going to be the Clippers. Um, um, But that's a sizable obstacle to get past. But, I'd, boy, I'd love to see Chris Paul get a chance. I mean, I think of him like like Barkley. Barkley, one of my all-time favorite players and never did win a title. You know, I would love to see Chris Paul uh, get a title. I really well, would. see, and I'm glad you brought that up because
2: – they do remind me of each other, but Barkley does get the respect. I feel because he did carry that son's team to a finals and he lost to, lost to a great Michael Jordan team, but that Chris Paul, I don't, I think he could get lost in the sauce in history because they haven't made it. They've never made, this is going to be his first uh, conference finals. They haven't made it this far. He's never made it to a final. So even if he can't win it, I think sometimes it gets put on him like, Oh, his team's never made it this far. It's like, I don't, if you watch Chris Paul, as far as point guards go, And especially point guards who are six foot or lower, six feet or lower, tall, or how tall they are. It's him and Isaiah Thomas are the only ones really in the category. I think they are in. And there's there's there are losses on Chris Paul's career, but I don't really think if you go back and really look at him, it's hard to put any of those losses on Chris Paul himself. But when you lose, you lose. It kind of and with you be him being the leader on most of his teams, it's kind of like the quarterback. You know, the loss ends up going on the leader whether well, it's your fault or not. so
0: I, 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 Interesting you talked about Isaiah Thomas, and we're obviously talking about the Detroit Piston of many years ago, not the Boston Celtic right. uh, guy. The, but the Isaiah Thomas. The I mean, Isaiah Thomas, who, by the way, I mean, you know, I, sometimes I liked him, sometimes I didn't. He was a hell of a baller. He was one of the right. best point guards of all time. And actually, I think, talking about Chris Paul, in the same breath as Isaiah Thomas is legit. I think Chris Paul is 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 on that level. I don't know that he is the top guy ever, but he is well, he's right in that next group of really, really great players. So I like that analogy with uh with Isaiah Thomas. Um and Isaiah Thomas
2: actually helps me segue into my loser this week. And it goes back to you. Isaiah Thomas, it's one of his famous moments is coming back on that. He, he hurt his ankle real bad and came back and played on it. Mm-hmm. And my loser this week is it's people like me and you, Pops. And it's people that don't like seeing the high ankle sprain or sprains mm-hmm. replayed over and over again. Kyrie Irving
0: had one the other day. I've and seen it, it once, Kevin. I've looked away every other time. I saw it's it. It's one of day. those.
2: It's it, it as it, it, and obviously me. No one wants to hear me and you talk about our basketball days and, and what we tell on the court. But we've rolled an ankle or two, and you just know how bad it hurts. And his looked really bad. And mm. I I get why they show it because they want to see how bad it looks. But like like if it's going to be out for the game or out for multiple games. But God, it people. If you don't like watching ankle injuries, the NBA can be the worst sometimes because they will show that thing from eight angles, slow mm. motion, fast, and it's like please. I, and and I'm not blaming ESPN because I just you can look away and that's what I do. I just look away until I hear them bring back the action because it, it's tough to see those injuries.
0: Have you seen it? I mean, you so oh, you've yeah. seen it. Okay, I saw it the one time and then every other time I have looked away. I mean, I physically look away from the television because I just it hurts. I just I I know what that feels like. It's just so painful and I feel so bad for for uh uh, uh what's his name. Come on, Kyrie, Kyrie, Kyrie. Irving, because um, boy, he is a hell of a player and. And his feet and, and his – he he relies so much on that. I'm worried about him coming back this this year, quite frankly. Uh, yeah, I, I
2: mean, they're playing – as we're recording this, they're playing now. He's not playing. They did say he was in a boot after the game and on crutches after the game the other night. I, James Harden did come back, so maybe the Nets can still do it. But, yeah, I don't know. It's an ankle sprain, which sometimes sprains can be as bad as a broken ankle because you just mm-hmm. never know when it's when it's healthy. And Kyrie's a guy – that like you just mentioned, he's he needs his ankles to be there because he does a lot with his feet working and stopping and starting. So yeah. I don't know. I hope it gets better, but you just you never know those ankle sprains. It's funny when you see guys afterward, uh, you never know like how bad they hurt because like they don't want to put weight on it. And sometimes it's just like if you've ever played basketball and you've done it, you just get scared every time it happens because mm-hmm. it, it's scary. And sometimes it's not as bad as it looks, and then sometimes it's worse than it looks. You just never know. So I, I yeah. hope you can come back. But it wouldn't shock me, like you said, if it takes weeks for him to yeah. come back. You just you just never know. Um yep. I, I don't know if this is a loser, but this is just an observation on on the NBA. And it's it's the NBA jerseys and traditions. What am I crazy, Pops? Or did the home me and Lane were actually talking? Shout out to Lane, a buddy of mine. We were talking about this the other. Day. Since when did the, the home team used to always wear white in the NBA, right? Home team wore white. Uh-huh. And the away team wore their color. So, like, the Bulls would wear white at home and then their red jerseys on the road, right?
0: That's typical. Somewhere I think it went to the home team got to choose or something, didn't it? Um, But anyway, that may be where you're leading to. Now
2: they never do. And not only that, like, and I, I don't get me wrong. I'm not trying. I don't want to be old man yelling at clouds here talking about why they're changing up the jerseys and all this stuff. But I love a good alternate jersey. But alternate jerseys are for the regular season. You get in the playoffs, you wear your home whites, your road colors and you just wear that. you don't you don't bring out the crazy alternates. There should never be a time where I turn on my TV, especially being someone who watches a lot of NBA, and I'm kind of having to question so which one's the Nuggets, which one's the
0: Trailblazers? That should never happen in the NBA playoffs. I didn't know that's where you're going, but hundred percent I've done that. And it's like, wait, which team is which? And, and I'll have to remind myself because it's Cause there's so been times different.
2: where the Nuggets are wearing these, which I I don't hate the jerseys, but they're wearing these like red sunset jerseys or something. I'm just like Wait, the Nuggets, they're blue. What? Who? And the Trailblazers, when they were playing the Blazers specifically, the Blazers are that black and red, and they have a red jersey. So at one point, I'm thinking, wait, which one's the Nuggets? Which one's the Trailblazers? And if I'm thinking that as someone who watches a lot of NBA, yeah. what's the guy that watches, you know, just catches in on the Thursday night primetime game during the regular season? They're really confused. So I, I just think... Let's go. And I think what happened was Nike took over NBA jerseys not too long ago, and they started putting out a bunch of alternates. And I know why they sell. The, they, they wear the alternates. It's so fans will buy the cool alternate sure. jerseys. And some are hits and some are misses. But playoffs or playoffs, baby, let's get back to what we know and wear the whites on the, at home because that was when home teams, like the crowds would do the whiteouts. Like they would put white shirts out there. Right, right. And the whole stands would wear white because the home team wears white.
0: Boy, I got to say, Kev, I haven't, that's a good take. I haven't really thought about that, but I'm with you. You know, whatever you want to do in the regular season is fine. It's playoffs now. Let's go, let's tradition, wear, wear your home or away, but wear the same uniform. You know, let's, well, I, I'm I, you. I do, I
2: have to give credit to Lane on that because we were watching the game. It was like a Knicks, it was the first round Knicks Hawks game. And the Knicks were wearing some funky black jerseys, which they weren't ugly per se, but they were just some jerseys I had never seen before. And I had thought this in my head, but I'd never said it out loud. And I thought maybe I'm just wrong. And I heard Lane say, since when do we not wear white at home? And I was like, thank you. Thank you. So <laughs> so we maybe we're just getting old. I don't know. Maybe that's me and Lane getting old. I don't know what's <laughs> happening, but I just want to go back to tradition for the playoffs. And then the regular season, wear all your funky stuff. Wear your green jerseys on St. Patrick's Day for all I care
0: hundred percent. I'm with you and Lane.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, do we have, and we're going to have on the back end here, we're just going to replay some fun moments that we've had in the past, fun conversations we've had. But uh, before we do that, it's been a little while. Do you have any bougie problems
0: for us? Well, I do have a bougie problem that I'm going to share Shocking. with you. So, so here, here's what it, the thing I, I call this three-way And I don't know exactly how you're going to take that, but let me explain. I'll let you
2: elaborate before I uh, opine any further. Okay.
0: So in my whole house, I have lamps that are made for three-way light bulbs. Okay. Do you remember the three-way light bulbs? You could turn it one click and it would be like... Yes. Oh, it's like turn it on, then turn
2: it brighter, and then turn Turn, it off. Turn
0: it bright. So... Almost every lamp in my house, in my house, is and made. You're a Big
2: lamp guy. For the people out there, I mean, we.
0: This is a certified lamp guy right here. I'm a lamp guy. I don't like overhead lighting. I don't like bright lighting. I like ambient lighting. I'm a lamp guy, hundred percent. But so you know the kind uh, of lamps that I'm talking about, and what happens when you don't have a three way light bulb in that lamp, you have to cl- turn the thing twice, right? So you turn it, click, click, on click, click Uh off, right? You have to turn it twice. Okay. So I'm learning something here because that means the lamp in my
2: bedroom is a three, whatever, three shade or three click because I have to turn it multiple times to turn it off and on. And I didn't realize why. I thought I maybe just had a, it's an old lamp. Most of my stuff's hand me So It's a hand-me-down lamp. Well,
0: what's funny is three-way light bulbs. I used to remember them all the time. I don't I mean, I'm sure you can still get them, but anyway, I, I just don't have very many three-way light bulbs. They're not as ubiquitous bulbs. as they once They're were. They're not as ubiquitous, thank you. Ding. So, uh, so let's see. Where was it? Most lamps uh, they have. So I, I have explained the way I do them. The the lamps, right. the old three-way light bulbs had one the nightlight luminescence level, two the read a book luminescence Are level. They, is this like their official? This is the, no, no, no. This is just me. This is oh, okay. my okay. explanation. Well.
2: With with your big words, I thought maybe this was like, this is the the universal limp.
0: (laughs) Well, some of you young peeps may not remember the three-way light bulb because, like I say, I haven't seen them in a while. But the first one's like almost like a nightlight. The second one's like you can comfortably read a book. And the third one is the land a jet beside the couch luminescence (laughs) level. And you almost never use that, right? Anyway, so...
2: You click past that one, just turn it off. That's the only time. You,
0: you just, that. yeah, you use, you use the nightlight one for at night and you use the <laughs> read a book one for when you're there and then you click, click and turn it off. So anyway, I don't have many three-way light bulbs, but I have all three-way light bulb accommodating lamps. That is except for one. Okay. It's the one on my dresser in the bedroom. It's the one I turn on when I wake up in the morning and then I turn off in the at night right before I go to bed. And you would think, so what the problem is, since this is not a three-way light bulb lamp, it's one click. So it's click on, click off. So you would think that I would get used to that and click it one time (laughs) to turn it on or turn it off. But do I do that? Hell no. I turn it, click. And what's bad, so at night, I'm going to bed and it's on, right? I turn it, click. It turns off. I turn it, click. Again, it turns back on. I'm like, what the hell? I mean, I know better than this. I know, so click, it turns off. Click again, it turns on because I'm so used to turning it two times. So that, that, is, a pr- that is a that is a problem that I bet most people don't
2: have. But so, are you telling me that you're so you've trained yourself so much on the the three way light bulbs or whatever the, the three shape? I can't. I keep the, the three way light, light. So so bulbs. Now, yes. Now you cannot, like you physically can't make yourself, even
0: though you know this lamp just needs one click to turn off. Not only do I know it, it becomes obvious every time I turn it one time because it goes to the other state than what it was in. Oh, one (laughs) click. But do I stop there? Oh, hell no. I don't stop there. I click it again. So when I turn it off at night, I click, turn it off, click, turn it on, click, turn it off again. When I wake (laughs) up in the morning, I click, turn it on, click, turn it back off accidentally, click, turn it on again. Every you know, single you know I have a, pick and tack. it's
2: not it's a, it's not a, a similar issue in the like with the click problems, but I have it's a lamp issue that for some reason I do this thing when I like my lamps off. So I'm looking down at my lamp to turn it on. And when I go to turn on for some reason, I don't know why I do this. And it's kind of, I, I, the reason I bring it up is because it's like what you're talking about where I do it. And after I do it, I'm mad because it's happened so many times. But I'm looking right at the lamp and I turn it on. So I'm looking at the light bulb as I turn it on. <laughs> And I'm like, Oh God, like, <laughs> and, I, and I do it all the time. And I'm like, you would think I would learn, look away while you're turning it on. I don't know why, you know, but, but what, I, just- Kevin,
0: that might mean that there's hope for you because I have finally gotten to where I don't look at the light bulb when I turn it on. I have learned that even when I turn them off, sometimes there's one that I turn off every night before I go to bed. And it takes two clicks uh, because this is like every lamp in the house, not the one, but it takes two clicks. And I can see the light bulb, but I look away. I just look in there to get where the switch is, and I go click, click, and it's off. Uh, I hope I, I hope I learned the same because it's the worst thing in the morning.
2: Like, so you're waking up, you know, your eyes aren't even, a adju- like it's dark in the room or whatever. <laughs> and then I go oh. and I'm looking right at it and I just, I, maybe it's because it's in the morning. So I'm kind of grogging that turn it on. And then all of a sudden, you know how it is when you do that, you just see like a flash. Even when you close your eyes, you still see the lamp. Like you're just like, oh my God, what did I do that for? And I guess it's a way to wake myself up, but it's not a pleasant way
0: to wake myself up. I'll no, tell you that it's, it's very unpleasant. I feel you. But I hope, I hope that you, you know, I can do that now. So what? What am I older than you? I'm going on thirty years now, so maybe in thirty years you'll get it, Kev. I don't know. I'm trying to think
2: if I have any bougie problems. I think my only my only problem was how cold I get at the office because I don't bring a jacket. But we solved that at the top of the pod that I'm just going to have a jacket that stays at the at the office for the summer months. Because in the winter months it doesn't matter because you know you wear a jacket to the office. But right. in the summer it's weird. So yeah, I've already solved my bougie problem. I think. That does it for me. Did you have anything else that didn't get on the pod that you wanted to talk about or we mainly just want the, the listeners to know that we just really wanted you to know we're we know it's been a while since we've been out. We're sorry, but we're back on it and we are in the off season now. So we'll be out first and fifteenth July 1st. Bet your ass. There will be a JPP pod and then we'll have one first and 15th every month until we get back to NFL season. I don't know if that'll start like in preseason or regular, but, and we'll let you know when we get close to time, but then NFL season, we'll come back to every, every week and it won't necessarily be all NFL. I'm sure we'll still have pops, his favorite thing that didn't get on the pod or a bougie problem or who knows what, but that I, we, we want to make sure you knew that we're not done. We're coming back. We'll be back regularly now, but so that's what this pod was mainly about and just hadn't got to talk to you in a little while. So I wanted to shoot the shit with you pops.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So like, we'll be like a paycheck, you know, we'll come in the first and the 15th. I think that'll be fun. I always look forward to our pods when there's not so much sports going on because then we get into some pretty interesting, weird stuff, which, which quite frankly, I enjoy a lot. So I'm, I'm just telling to these you, minutes.
2: I know one is coming soon because me and LJ had a small argument. I saw him the other week we were together, I think two weekends ago or a weekend ago, but we had a small argument about UFOs, and let me tell you, it's coming up on the podcast, and it might get a little heated. <laughs>
0: okay. I bet it is. I'll be waiting with bated breath.
2: <laughs> Anything else that you wanted to get on or that you had to mention? Or are you good?
0: No, that's all I had today, Kevo.
2: I did have a... No, actually, I'm going to say... I, so, we're also going to do every now and then just random thoughts. It's One might think... It could be considered high thoughts, but it's not. This is just a thought I had while driving, but it's a good one. And I'm really interested to get, but I want you and LJ's opinion. Not that yours isn't good enough. I just want both. I want both when I bring this one up. So that's another one you'll have to wait with bated breath for. I'm I'm teasing the people right now. A little
0: tease. I had one more tease. Can I give one last quick little tease? Boy, we are just teasing the listeners today. One thing I'm interested to talk about, and I have two good examples that I won't share today, but is commercials that have had too long a run. And commercials that didn't have a long enough run. Ooh. And I'll give you one quick example of a commercial that might have had too long a run. I'm going to give you one example. Okay. The Chris Paul, Cliff Paul State Farm. I mean, come on. I'm so sick of the Chris Paul, Cliff Paul, Uncle Cliff. Oh, yeah. you know. So it's, it's, so it's
2: not necessarily a bad commercial that he's playing. It could be it was a decent commercial. It's just... And it's not even just one. It's just like a concept. It's just concept had too long the,
0: a run. I'm just saying the run has been way too long. It got renewed. It got renewed. It's like a show that got renewed for its eighth <laughs> season, and it shouldn't have. Been. This one should have it's been like, gone.
2: It's like when Game of Thrones tried to add too many seasons when they should have just wrapped it up a little sooner.
0: Yeah. Or okay, going. I want to give you one example of a, of a commercial that didn't have a long enough run, okay? And then we'll be done. One commercial that I think didn't have a long enough run. Did you ever see the Mike Tyson's Hard Lemonade? Uh-uh. Where, so, so you know, oh, you've heard of... Oh, yes, yeah, yes. You've seen Mike's Hard Lemonade, and so it's like, hey, you can get one of Mike's Lemonades, and the guy gets it, and then he looks over and he sees Mike Tyson, he's like, uh... While he's drinking it,
2: right? He's drinking it, and then he goes, oh, it's Mike Tyson's Lemonade.
0: <laughs> yeah, I thought that was good. That one didn't get enough juice, man. That was a good one. So, I think Ooh. I think there's some potential to talk about that. In the
2: then I have I have one, I'll just, when, when we bring it up, I have one right now off the top of my head. That's one that didn't get enough run. I'm going to write it down. Okay. Next time that we have this, this conversation. All right. I think that does it for us. Uh, we will have on the back end, we'll have a little bit of uh, it's just some throwbacks for you. It's throwback whenever this comes out. I don't know if it comes out on Thursday, but it'll throwback Thursday, throwback whatever day with some old JPP gems for you. Uh, Pops, I will see you. I mean, it'll be fourth, but next time they'll hear us, the listeners, me, you and LJ on the first July 1st. We'll be back and ready to go.
0: Sounds fun. Can't wait. I can't win. Right. Peace out. <laughs> <Peace>. Bar Scott. <laughs> <laughs> is 2020
1: you- just the weirdest year to have ever existed in every facet of your life? Like every single thing is weird, right?
0: Agreed. It, uh, it is. Yes. It is. <laughs> it's nuts.
2: <laughs> I wanted to bring up, and this was something I brought up. I don't know if I teased it last week, if I just talked to you about it. And we've mentioned with just etiquette, um, whether you should return the shopping cart or not yeah. when you're at the, well, one, or we call we might've mentioned this for, Are we calling it the buggy or the shopping cart.
1: That's a, that's a colloquialism depends on where you're from. I think uh, it's the buggy to me, but well, apparently buggy some people north, call cart.
0: it trolley. I heard Trollies. some people call it the trolley. That's definitely um, like, that's
1: what? common in England. Um, and it, I think it's pretty common around parts of America too. Yeah.
2: Well, the shopping cart theory basically reveals If you're a good person or a public menace. Let me, let me explain. So the shopping cart is the ultimate litmus test for whether a person is capable of self (laughs) government Returning the cart is an easy convenient task. And one, which we all recognize as the correct and appropriate thing to do to return. The cart is objectively right. There are no situations other than dire emergencies in which a person is not able to return their cart. Simultaneously, it is not illegal to abandon your car, leaving it sitting in the parking lot, maybe near a pole or dare I say it, on a hill where it can roll into another car. Therefore, the shopping cart presents itself as the apex example of whether a person will do what is right without being forced to do so. No one will punish you if you leave it by that light pole. No one will find you or hurt you if you leave it in the middle of a parking space. But you personally gain nothing by returning that that shopping cart, you simply return the cart out of the goodness of your heart because it's the right thing to do. A person who is unable to do this is no better than an animal, an absolute savage who can oh only God. be made to do I'll what is take right issue threatening with threatening him or her I... with a law and force that stands behind it. The shopping cart is what determines whether a person is a good or bad member of society. That, my friends, is I think that's dead on. Is, is
0: bullshit. Dead is on. Bullshit. Dead is on. Bullshit How is, is that bullshit? Is. It's
2: I love I mean, that. It, two different sounds in my ears. One's dead on, the other one's bullshit.
0: Well, because if you go, two things. One, I went to like Albertsons, and they have, you know, at Albertsons, they have, and even in, at Walmart, I go there occasionally, they'll have uh, the little uh, corrals, yeah. the, the, the cart, the buggy corrals, if you will and I will always put my cart in a buggy corral. If there's not a corral nearby and there's carts that somebody has kind of left in the area, I'll put mine inside a cart and maybe leave it in an area where a car won't hit it. Then the other day I go to Brookshire's and Brookshire's the guy wanted to carry my bags out. And I didn't really have that many, but I just, I did want my buggy to take them out. And I looked around the parking lot. There's no caroused and there's not a buggy in the lot anywhere so i took my buggy back inside so i think it depends it's it depends on where you're at just because you don't return a buggy doesn't mean you're the dredge of society for god's sake <laughs> I, I mean but i mean i disagree wholeheartedly ridiculous.
2: <laughs>
1: well you're wrong <laughs> go, on, go, go, ahead. go on because go what, ahead. what
2: does it what is it it doesn't cost you anything to uh, uh, Just take the boat. Yeah. I
1: mean, if if you don't have the, the minute and a half to walk, you know, 80 feet and take and bring it no matter where the cart, but wherever the, the return area is, if you don't have the time to make that walk, then you should have planned your day better. Like, (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't understand how, like, there's n- you should have left a 90 seconds. <laughs> there's no really good offense. excuse for not returning the cart where it goes uh, at
2: all. Well, there is emergencies, I will say. There are if, if an emergency comes up, if you get a call, okay, oh my god, that's fair, my, my kid got hurt yeah. or something, you know, that's but, fair. LJ, I'm 100% agreement. 99% of the time, if you can't take the shopping cart back, you're either just being a bit of a shit. Yeah.
1: <laughs> or you're just being well, lazy and and, and and what you're saying is i don't care about other
0: people like that's that's what you're saying it's it's i mean is there a sign if either one of you seen a sign that you must return the car no, no that's, that's the whole point. That's point that's the reason that's the whole point that's the reason they don't care is, that supports the, the the economy people have to go out there and collect the they have carts. to collect the cards either
1: way regardless where you
0: put them you can put them all the corral, in the same damn place so they don't have
1: a worse me. job like you, just to make sure that they earn their damn money like that's that's absurd do, do the little <laughs> things to help people out. You know, that's what this whole world's built on. If we don't do the little things to help each other out, we're screwed. Uh, Come on.
0: Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, for God's sake. No <laughs> it's way. Also
2: so, it's also someone's job to pick up, up trash up. after sometimes you at the
0: restaurant. That doesn't mean out. I have to just, pour my drink yeah, out. Sometimes i throw a over. bag of trash out of the car just so somebody will have to pick it yeah, up. So.
1: Because you want those people that are on uh on public service to, to make sure that they're earning their, their freedom back. Right. Like,
2: yeah. I mean, it's it's also a police's job to write me a ticket if I'm speeding by. I don't want to give them a reason to write me a <laughs> <Yeah>. ticket.
1: <laughs> the economy will function just I, I fine just if you return your carts back to the, <laughs> the, the, the pickup
0: place. I have never even heard this was a thing. I mean, it's just, I think it is acceptable in some areas to leave your cart in the parking lot. I think it is an acceptable means of usage of your boat. If they've given you nowhere uh, to then, put it,
1: I agree with you. That's the store's fault. But if they've given you a place to put it, like take it there. That's, that's
0: end If of. they've given me a, a corral outside to put it, you're telling me if there's nowhere to put it, I'm supposed to walk it back. What if I parked at the very end of the park? I didn't lot? say that. I'm, I'm saying if there's not it. a
1: place to put it, but, but also park in a better place then,
2: or. Well, <laughs> or we could just turn into like Aldi. At least I the love that I, system. One closer to home. You, you have to, to go get a cart. You have to put a quarter yep. in the cart, and then it unlocks it from Love the chain. that system. And you can use it, and then to go, once you, you return your cart,
0: you, you get, get your, your quarter back.
2: Now, what is 25 cents? You probably wouldn't die if you don't get that 25 cents, but it just gives you at least some incentive to return the cart, where without that, the other incentive to return your cart is just to be a good, decent human being that is not the scum of the earth.
0: No, and I sometimes if I don't return my card I always put it in a safe place. I don't put it somewhere where it'll roll and hit a car or anything like that. Yeah, but like you have yeah. to, to go out the of their way to go already has three get other-
1: it too. Like they they have a place that they go to get it and you're making them go to a second place now. I am helping them feed their family. They guys. already have the job. Damn it!
0: <laughs> they don't need but you to be you bad at even, life to, if to I keep I went the shopping job. Every day they would need extra people to pick up cars. Well, okay, so that's <laughs> how you can help the economy: is just be the
1: biggest shit you can, and then we'll get through this together. <laughs> 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 oh.
2: Welcome back into another quarantine version of the Just Fresh Play podcast. We have LJ and Pops with us again, guys. How's it going? Oh, it's going good.
0: Oh, going good.
2: Stuck at home. Still, still. Are you getting tired yet of looking at the same four walls? Because I know, I know personally, I know. I'm about. I'm gonna I, I like my it.
1: walls, but like my liver doesn't like me so much yeah. right now. I'll be honest with you. <laughs>
2: Well, there's not a whole lot to do when you're just sitting at home, you know. No, I
1: just I, I if I have alcohol in the house, I, I I'll just drink it cuz what if what if I got an appointment at 3? No, so I need to stop buying it as what needs so to.
0: So, there's a company that's making some money out of this yeah, quarantine is the liquor that. stores. So Oh my
2: god, yes. They're doing just fine. Yeah, that's essential <laughs> business too. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I I kind of did want to get into uh so we talked a lot about this. I don't want to talk about as much the coronavirus per se, but y'all brought this up. I think maybe LJ mentioned it a couple weeks ago, and then me and you talked on the phone about it. I think you've actually done a little, you've kind of gone down a rabbit hole, but the coronavirus and what we're dealing with now compared to the Spanish flu back in nineteen eight was it 1918? Is that when it was?
0: Yep.
1: 1918, okay. yeah.
2: Is there, I was reading a little bit about it, and that, that was crazy. I don't think we're that severe now, but are there are there any similarities to what we're dealing with now and the Spanish flu back then, Pop? Since you've done some research, LJ, you jump in whenever. Well,
0: I can tell you a few things. It was caused by the H1N1 virus. Uh, there was an estimated right. 500 million were infected, which was one-third of the Earth's population at the time. So the Earth's population was 1.5 billion. Now it's 7.5 billion. So one-third would be 2.5. If we, if we do the same trajectory that the Spanish flu, which, which, which is what it was called, uh, does, we'll have 2.5 billion infected. Um, which we're far less than that right now with coronavirus, by the way. I think we're virus, around, what, 100,000, 300,000? What, what's the last? It was 340,000 340, right, yeah.
2: this morning, I don't know, as of, as of Monday morning.
0: But Just some interesting facts, though. Philadelphia uh, got hit really hard. And over 500 corpses were awaiting burial, some over a week. They were using cold storage plants for temporary morgues. Uh, Chicago, among many other cities, closed theaters, movie houses, and prohibited public gatherings, which is exactly what we're doing uh, now. Uh, The last little fun fact I had on it in 1917, the life expectancy was 54 for women and 48 for men, which was 12 years lower than it was the years before and after the Spanish flu. The Spanish flu had such an effect that it reduced life expectancy by 12 years while it Dang, was going on. Wow. Uh, by the way, current current life expectancy in 2020 is 78.9 years. Interestingly, they don't break it out by male and female anymore that I could find and And it's kind of like you know actors and actresses there's you don't hear actress anymore, really. It's all actors. I think we're you know trying to get some gender neutrality uh, out of things, yeah, yeah, gender neutrality so so I couldn't find a men's I'm sure there is a men's life expectancy in women's, and typically women's is a little longer, but all it would say was our total life expectancy is almost seventy nine years now. so I thought that was. That was uh, some of the facts that I uncovered uh, related to the Spanish flu in nineteen eighteen. Do you know why it's called the Spanish flu? So, uh, uh, help me, LJ. I, I think I've read it, but I can't recall. So it was
1: called the Spanish flu um, because the the flu kicked in in full effect towards the end of World War one. Um, as you'll know, the world the World War I ended in um, nineteen eighteen in November of nineteen eighteen. Um, and one of the things about the Spanish flu, Was that it was happening everywhere, but everybody who was a part of the war was not reporting on it because they didn't want to um, make the other side think, okay, now's the time to strike because they're losing so many people. Whereas Spain, who was not a part of the war, was happy to report on it. I mean, not happy to, but like they were able to and and willing. Hmm. So um, that gave this representation of it being a Spanish problem and causing a stigma for Spanish people for, let's say, 20 years, probably. But like Spanish people at that time were dealing with a lot of people thinking that they were unhealthy and unclean um, even, you know, decades after the Spanish flu allegedly was done. And uh, it probably started in the U.S. or the U.K. We don't know which. A lot of theories point to Kansas, actually.
2: Mm -hmm. Hmm. So how much LJ, what was something besides like when you were kind of doing your looking through compared to what we're going through now? And that was. What was some of the differences similarities you kind of noticed? I know pops mentioned like Chicago shutting down and that's Chicago shutting down. Yeah. I, I saw Was there a lot of similar things like there was that?
1: A, there was a really cool poster. I saw that I will we'll have to put in the show notes that, uh, the health administrator of Chicago put up this sign about this theater is closing because of health concerns. And it was like, it was very theater related. So it was, it really resonated with my life, obviously. Um, which I found interesting, but, uh, the biggest things that I found were really more, uh, differences. Um, it seems to have been much more deadly. Um, it said that the all the numbers I saw said that somewhere between one and six percent of the entire planet died of the uh, 1918 influenza. And uh, if you compare that to COVID-19 right now, uh, three to six percent of people who are infected uh, die of COVID-19. So compare the number of people infected right. to the number of people in the entire planet. And uh, yeah, so that's that's how high of a Death toll that had it was higher of a death toll than uh, it, I think I saw twenty four months of um, the nineteen eighteen epidemic uh, killed more people than twenty four years of hid HIV and AIDS. So uh, pretty crazy, and also it killed an unusually high number of twenty to forty year olds. Um, nearly mm-hmm. half of all deaths were within that age group, which is the exact opposite of how this um, particular. Uh, was it because
2: stuff? it was particularly dangerous to that age group or was it similar to where you see, you know, spring breakers now where you're when you're younger, you think, oh, it won't affect me. And they're, you know, that's a great question. And we o- we obviously do you have any idea,
1: know the answer to it, but uh we've got some theories. Um My biggest theory is we were at war at that time. So uh that's a great place for disease to spread when you're in small cool. barracks that aren't necessarily the cleanest. You're fighting in trenches because. As we saw in 1917, it was not the cleanest living situations in those places. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. and you know, a, a large proportion of your fighting forces are between 20 and 40. Um, and another thing is it
2: that's that makes sense. Uh, it
1: seems to have been doctors were prescribing. I think it was something like um, eight times the current recommended amount of aspirin to try to uh, subside the symptoms for the eight, 1918 epidemic. And so people were dying of aspirin poisoning. Um, related to it. And then also the last thing is there's this theory that it created um, this sort of frenzy that your white blood cells would just start attacking whatever it could. And if you had really healthy white blood cells, they were more potent and the most potent white blood cells are between the ages of 20 and 40. So that's another theory as to why it hit that group particularly hard is because they're actually generally better immune system. So. wow.
0: Interesting.
2: I mean, we're I I I kind of hate comparing to just in the sense of we're not in the same like this is not to that same extent, M- probably because we're smarter and more educated and we're able to communicate as far as like we can see reports every day on the TV on where we're at, how dangerous this really is, whereas in 1918, obviously, it's much harder to get that. They information. weren't even
1: hardly covering it. That was but, another thing I found is because of the war, you would list the war deaths next to the. Um, the, the, the Spanish flu deaths and the numbers would be astronomically more for the war deaths. Some of those, which were the flu deaths. Um, but you would look and see like a hundred thousand people died today at war and a thousand people died today of this flu. And you wouldn't even notice the thousand, you know? So, uh, well,
2: and what I found super interesting was, so at that point in 1918, they're not getting there's not as much information so it's hard yeah. to get the information cuz it's just not out there but now we're like in the exact yeah. opposite now there's so much information what's true what's not true is it really this deadly is it not deadly like you see like people that you would normally expect to be good sources of information some saying this is very serious you need to stay home others like completely downplaying it like oh it's not a big deal and then you see the other stuff in between where it's like Oh, you can catch it from drinking water. You can, you your pet, can get, Like there's just so many false things and true things. Right. And it's, it's just weird to me. We're in both instances. We don't know the exact truth. Some, because we have too much information now. And then back then you just didn't have enough. It's funny. Mm-hmm. The two, they both still kind of yeah. have the same yeah. downfalls. Yeah. Interesting. I will tell you one thing that we're going to, that that's going to happen from this thing, at least for me with this coronavirus stuff. I obviously, I try to think of myself as a fairly sanitary person. I clearly was not washing my hands long enough (laughs) before this. I've
1: definitely learned that because
2: I still find myself. I still find myself. I I get done. Me and mom were talking about this yesterday. I get done washing my hands or I think I'm done. I'm about to rinse off. I'm like, Oh, it's really only
1: been like (laughs) eight eight seconds. seconds.
2: (laughs) I probably need to go a little longer.
1: And I also have learned just how much I touch my face. Oh my God. I touch my face so much. Yeah. Why do I touch my face that much? I, I was
2: itching my eye as you said why did I touch my face <laughs> so, so <bad>. much um, <laughs> yeah I, I'm interested to see what happens what ends up sticking from this like what if the handshake goes away forever yeah after I've this? seen a lot I of people do.
1: pushing for uh, fist bumps and I'm into that I think that's a great solution like, what if,
2: what if in 20 years we're telling our kids like, you know, back before the coronavirus in 2020, <laughs> we used to just grab someone's hand and hold yeah. it for six seconds when we oh, met them. You
1: know, like in every kid's movie. And our kids are going to be like, In what? every kid's movie, there's that, that like, uh, we're going to shake hands and I'm going to spit in my hand first and then we're going to shake. Um. That's yeah. like something that like our kids are definitely going to watch and be like, "What? No one! You deserved this. You absolutely deserve the corona virus. <laughs> no
2: wonder y'all had an outbreak. What are y'all doing?" <laughs> I just, there's going to be things like that 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 end up sticking. I feel I don't know if the handshakes going to go away, but it wouldn't shock me if like after this goes away, people are like, you know, it's probably best to just wave or bow yeah. or who knows what yeah. we start mm. doing.
1: Yeah, the Japanese had it figured out. Can I also throw out some interesting thing that I noticed uh, when I was looking up uh, 18, 1918 epidemic stuff? Yeah. So the worst month for this disease was October of 1918. And interestingly enough, um, uh, Lifford Samuel Luthringer was that born uh, November of or yep. 1918. So he was literally born after the worst month of the biggest pandemic, So, um, which is also coincides with the end of World War One. So I can imagine if... Death tolls are dropping. World War One ended. Um, that was a happy world to be born into, right at that moment, probably.
2: Right as so, the world got a lot better. Right as Lifford started well, getting in, huh? I'm Can we saying. clarify?
0: We are talking about Lifford S. Luthringer, my grandfather. I know we talked about my age. I just wanted to specify that that, that <laughs> it, it was not me. You were born in nineteen, born in November of nineteen eighteen. That was my grandfather. So you,
2: you <laughs> have not been around for both pandemics. I have not.
0: No. no.
2: <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm glad, I'm glad we clarified. And I don't know if it's just because Tony's around that this is circulating back up. And have you guys seen the, the breaking news? No. What's up? Antonio Brown announces that he is retiring from the <laughs> NFL for the first time since last September, when he also since retired September. from the NFL. <laughs> Uh, He says that there's nothing left for him to do and that he has conquered all he can conquer in football and that 84 is saying goodbye. Now, I'm sure next month he'll probably be tweeting about how he's ready to make a comeback. I think that
0: must be Pig Latin for nobody wants to hire me. Nobody. (laughs) Exactly
1: what that is. (laughs) That's what that is. You've got a two-year suspension hanging on
2: your head and nobody wants to sign you to a contract. (laughs) and uh, nobody's touching them with a the 10-foot pole. Would you rather, you have to choose one. Th- these are two bad things, but would you rather be in a house have to for like a week? You have to live in a house where the AC is broken, but it's hot outside, so you're like sweating all the time, or the heat is broken and it's like cold, like really cold in your house for a week?
0: I would have to say, while LJ's thinking about that, that i would probably take the heat because you can I, you get frostbite you know i can get too cold i can get cold where it hurts and but you can get hot where it hurts but i still think i would take I, the heat i just
2: think like sleeping when it's really cold you can throw a big blanket on throw some socks on throw some pants my,
1: on my my immediate question is where do i live well
2: that's a good question because so if i were in where in my previous Places that I've lived, I think I would definitely choose the heat because or I mean, definitely choose the cold because it doesn't get cold enough for me to like really. I mean, I've always even when it's gotten cold, cold for me, at least I've been able to like I feel like I can throw some socks on, throw some sweatpants on really bundle up. But I've never lived in Chicago where it gets down like cold, cold. And it's like dad saying like painfully cold. Yeah.
1: Yeah. One hundred percent. If I live in Chicago, the answer is definitely I need a heater. I have lived in apartments without air conditioners. It's not that big of a deal. It's frustrating for like a week out of the year. And that's about sweating,
2: a uh, constantly sweating though sucks.
1: Yeah. But like dying in your sleep also sucks because there's not enough <laughs> weight to get one. Like blankets just will not you freeze to death. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, dying
2: in your sleep also sucks. It I does. Mean, I there, would was,
1: there was literally a day. Was it this last year or the year before that? I think it was the year before that, where if you were outside for more than 30 minutes, you had frostbite. Period. Oh,
2: that sounds bad. <laughs> that does, that not does sound bad.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: I'm gonna go on a limb and say that sounds unenjoyable.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's pretty awful. And and like imagine being like even further north, like Minnesota or something like that. Like Minnesota, Minnesota, um, that cold is unforgiving. Um, but but I will say, if I live in Arkansas, I'm definitely like I'll take the, you know, I'll take the twenty days below freezing over the six months of 90 degree temperatures right like that's a pretty easy choice for me and 20 days
2: below freezing you might be stretching there's not always 20 days below freezing there might
1: not be any on
2: the on that given year or something i think you have a point i think you don't die from it getting really hot well some people do especially elderly people that happens you could but you're yeah I don't know. In general, I would rather my house be cold than hot. But yeah, we're talking the extremes. We're talking the extreme colds. Yeah. And I have been at times where, so like back in the day when I was really trying to save some money, when it started getting cold, we would just turn the AC off and try to go as long as possible. And there were times where that bathroom floor was so cold that like my feet hurt when I went to go take a shower and then hot water hit it. Like I had to like ease myself into that warm water because my feet were so cold. So. You may have, y'all may have turned me over.
0: So it depends on where you're at. You're saying it's not going to be like Sahara Desert heat or Arctic Circle cold. It's going to be wherever you live is what you're
1: saying. Yeah. So I guess maybe the question uh, is best set in a place like St. Louis, Missouri, like somewhere kind of in a pretty middle place where the summers aren't quite as bad as Arkansas, but the winters aren't quite as bad as Chicago, right? Yeah. Yeah because neither... it do get hot
0: down here yeah that yeah. humidity it, it and... do be getting worse <laughs> it do be getting hot <laughs>
2: Well, so yeah. the good thing is, though, the good thing is with the Packers being the team that does this is they have a quarterback that I'm sure will take this in stride. Oh, yeah. He will be totally fine <laughs> with them drafting a backup for him instead of help. What do you think, El?
1: Well, I think uh, it's it's kind of fitting that uh, Aaron Rodgers was picked with the 24th pick in the first round with uh, one of the best starting quarterbacks of all time. Uh, being... Who was
2: the same age as Aaron Rodgers is right <laughs> yeah. now.
1: I think he's not yeah. going to notice any similarities to that at all, and he's not going to be... Uh, Stress, but I really do think though that he's he's gonna hold on to his job until he decides to give it up, or he's gonna find a place to do it, and uh so he's gonna be a good leader for that team. That's my gut. I don't know if I'm wrong or not, but that's I my could gut.
0: see Aaron Rodgers shooting on the bird, saying "Get me out of here." I could see him doing it.
1: Oh, I
2: think Maybe. the interview's coming soon of Aaron Rodgers just shitting on the pack. I, there was already it was funny. <laughs> there was already all these rumors of. Aaron Rodgers didn't get along with McCarthy, and now maybe he's not getting along with uh, Lafleur as much, and maybe it's just hard to get along with, which I think is probably the truth. But there's all these rumors, and it's like, well, they went 13 and three, one game away from the Super Bowl. They're pro- look, it's it's all happy up in Green Bay, and then Green Bay goes and drafts his replacement. When Rodgers, I'm sure feels he has plenty of time left. I think we might be in the final year of Rodgers in Green Bay. I think he's going to be asking for a trade. A la Scotty Pippen. <laughs> But before we go, I wanted to ask you just because i thought about it, what's worse? Sign stealing like the Astros did or taking steroids? Like what do you like who who do you like think worse about? Do you think worse about the Astros or do you think worse about like Mark McGuire for shooting up his butt but steroids? I have
1: changed my mind about four <laughs> times in the last thirty seconds, just now. <laughs> okay, okay. Wow. Where, you,
2: where do you stand currently?
1: Uh I think I sit currently on the steroids. Personally, and I think the reason why is my issue with steroids is that it forces people who are trying to make it into the league that aren't making millions of dollars to then do steroids to keep up and make it at some point. Whereas mm-hmm. sign stealing
0: is, I don't know. It it just doesn't seem as bad to me. I don't know. I don't know.
2: I, I have a, a retort to that. Do you want to go, Pops? Do you have something you want to
0: Well, I mean, I I would tend to agree because sign stealing I, when you said like the Astros did, that put it at a different level. I think that's where I, yeah, I, I swivered right, right. my mind. Because sign <laughs> stealing is kind of like, if you're not trying, you know, if you're not cheating, you're not yeah, trying. You right, know, there's right. that a little bit. You know, I don't agree with cheating.
2: A man who don't cheat for a pope, <laughs> He don't
0: want it bad enough. But – But yeah, I think steroids is better for a lot of the things. More, more bad, more bad, more bad. -bad, (laughs) uh, For a lot of the reasons LJ said, I think you know it affects individuals that you almost have to take it to keep up. But and they knew that the Astros were stealing them, and you know it's obvious kind of that they were. So I'm, I'm, I'm with LJ. I think steroids is worse than than sign stealing.
2: Let me throw you this, though. With steroids, it wasn't like
0: just Barry Bonds and
2: Mark <clears throat> McGuire were taking steroids. The Mitchell Report came out, and it was a lot of players. The pitchers were yeah. also taking steroids. Right. So I think it was a little more even playing field, whereas the sign dealing, which I think it was more than just the Astros doing the extent they were doing, but I thought the Astros probably took it the furthest, and that means they're getting competitive edge that other teams are not. And I get your point, LJ, because there was a lot of stuff about back in the day where – the minor leagues tested a lot harder for steroids because they didn't want to let you know dirty guys get up into the majors. Whereas the majors were a lot linear on it, and we can get on the documentary because it sounds like they might have known but didn't want to know type of thing. Sure, but that's not fair to the minor league guy. So I get your point. That's not fair for the guy who's trying to get up but can't because the guy right above him is juicing up. Well, and, and imagine stuff. the
1: high schooler who's trying to decide: Do I want to try to make this my career? When do you start juicing? Right, like
2: right, right. And but but. The same goes for the sign steal, whereas there was the, there's like, a I forget the pitcher's name now, but there was a pitcher who said after he got rocked by the Astros, gave up like nine runs in three innings, he got sent down to the AAA and never, and, yeah. had, and then I think he's like pitching overseas. So it screwed a lot of people's career that way too. I think sign stealing worse. Now, steroids is probably worse for the, the human body, obviously, but... Well, and I Sons think
1: Dylan's a bigger cheater to me. One thing to keep in mind is you don't get punished for either of them, really. So, yeah, sure. They
2: just, they just kind of go like, well, I mean, you might not get to the Hall of Fame for
1: sure, sure
2: steroids, but and a manager could get fired. To, yeah, we're going to get into long gone summer and some more steroid stuff. But I just that, that thought crossed my head multiple times while watching it. So I wanted to see what you guys It's like. a good, it's a good and, question. It's a tough it is question. It's a good question. Yeah, it's a very good question. Well, the fact that LJ changed his <laughs> mind five times in 30 seconds. I mean. <laughs> Bone-in or boneless, Okay.
1: Oh, the answer is bone-in. No doubt about it. You got to eat like an animal when you're eating chicken wings. It's kind of like, would you get boneless ribs? No, not unless you're at a McDonald's or something. Like, <laughs> Not unless you're
2: getting riblet on a bun from our yeah, school cafeteria back exactly. in the day?
1: That's the only way you're getting a boneless rib is the same thing with wings. Boneless <laughs> wings or chicken nuggets. If you want chicken nuggets, go ahead and go to Tyson.
0: <laughs> Pops, <laughs> let's say you. I think there is a time and a place for both.
1: Yeah, like when you're six and younger, and when you're seven and
0: older. <laughs> <laughs> no, like at a Super Bowl party, I do not want to get like knee deep in boneless chicken wings. I would like the that I would in bone in chicken it. wings. I would like the boneless chicken wings I can stab with a toothpick and put in my mouth like over and over and over again. <laughs> That's what I would like.
2: Now I do remember we have had this conversation when you're around the Super Bowl because LJ is like, F that. I'm getting nasty. <laughs> yeah, about I,
1: I
0: think he did. Yes.
1: <laughs> if you don't love the people you're around for the Super Bowl, you're at the wrong Super Bowl party. And if you can't eat wings around people you love, you don't love the right people. I'm just saying I, that's so, the way it goes. Sometimes
0: free beers with a weird group of people. <laughs> you got to go
1: where <laughs> you got to <laughs> go. That's true. That's true.
2: <laughs> I, I kind of, I think I, I get what LJ saying, but I think I'm torn between the two. I also, there's a time and a place and I like me some good boneless chicken wings because they're really good for dipping abilities. If you like mm, dipping mm. your wings, boneless is much better for that. But now bone-in usually does have better flavor, mm-hmm. but you got you to gotta get nasty with it like, that, like <laughs> LJ. As we've mentioned throughout the last three weeks or so, probably longer, or uh, since this coronavirus stuff came up, no sports. And there's there's just way too much free time on our hands. And I don't know what you guys have been doing, but I went through and looked at some NBA Reddit threads and they're all, they're always entertaining.
1: Oh man. But
2: when you go, season's
1: the best season though for NBA Reddit.
2: (laughs) When all of a sudden you just yank the season away mid season, you just yank it away. NBA thread. It comes alive. (laughs) And, and, and there's, there's a few pops. I'm going to throw this one out to you. I think, I think LG. I really liked this one. The NBA, the the Reddit user, the Knicks hate me, put this out there. (laughs) Could an owner theoretically marry a player to circumvent the cap. <laughs> do you, oh, God. Do you, here's a
0: scenario, Pop. So say... Right. Can an <laughs> owner marry a player? To circumvent yeah, Kevin, the cap. can you
1: give us a scenario so we understand a little bit more fully yes, what they would
2: do? Uh, say Wes Edens, or Edens, I'm not sure how you pronounce his name, but the Bucks owner, he's... Giannis Antetokounmpo is coming up soon. He's, he's going to be a free agent soon, and there's right. a lot of talk of whether he stays with Milwaukee or goes to a bigger market. Well, let's just say the Bucks owner marries Giannis. He can okay. then pay him the league minimum to sign back with Milwaukee and then just share his assets on the back end. Or, wow. or how about this? Anthony Davis also will become a free agent soon. Say he just marries Jeannie Buss. The Lakers could then incur another massive contract because AD is now getting paid and laid off the books. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will give the Knicks hate me Reddit user came up with that line, that getting paid and laid <laughs> off the books. I, I that, that wasn't a Kevin original.
1: <laughs> That's too hmm. good. That's too
2: good. But so pops, what do you think? I mean, the NBA would, I guess they'd have to jump in and, and, stop this from
0: happening because then all of a sudden I would bet if I'm whatever you said, the guy at Milwaukee, hell, if I was him, I'd marry I'm thinking about it. I'd marry Giannis. I mean, damn, <laughs> hell yeah. You want to keep him with the bucks. That might be the only way to do it.
2: And it's, it's not out of the question. I mean, Joe exotic had two, two straight people married to him. So oh God. two straight men were married. To him. Um, I feel like there's just going to be a little sprinkles of tiger King throughout this episode until we actually get to it. Uh, yeah. I don't, I, I it was interesting because I think the Lakers are already somewhat kind of possibly there's rumbles that they're doing this already because that's what the whole Space Jam 2 was. LeBron just getting people a part of his movie and then he pays them a check for being a part. Like Anthony Davis well, is paid a, to be a part of the movie, even is though is that it's, a real
1: conspiracy or is that like oh that's for
2: sure a conspiracy? Yeah, I
1: love that idea. That's so genius. <laughs> yeah, that, that's why a lot of people are like,
2: oh,
0: Clay Thompson's a part of Space Jam 2, hmm,
1: kind of thing. <laughs> That's smart. Well That's so but time out,
0: is is A D and Genie Bus are they kind of fiddling around, you know?
2: A little bit? <laughs> if so, it's off the books right now. Who knows? I don't Which I mean, shall I would see? imagine
1: I, I don't know what you could do about it though, because what if like well no, that scenario doesn't make any sense. What if an up-and-coming NBA star is married to an owner? But I can't imagine a seventy year old married to a sixteen year old, so um
0: Not without a prenup.
1: <laughs> Not without a prenup. <laughs> we want a prenup
2: recently shared a list of the top spell searches by state so far in 2020 and the results could either give you a little boost of confidence in your own spelling or kind of make you feel you know, a little ashamed depending on where you're from. Uh, Pops, I think you noticed the one that went straight out to me at first. There was, a, there was a lot of states looking up how to spell quarantine and cancel, yeah. which <laughs> obviously "quarantine," and a lot of things are being canceled and canceled can be a little confusing whether it's was or 2001. Yeah. So I get those, you know, but Kansas. <laughs> what is up with Kansas? Looking up, how does, what, what looking up, what they looking up? was their top search? Uh, the word was Cook. C
1: O O K. So you can spell it. You can spell. It. You're better than every Kansan the out there. Uh-huh. I can't spell it. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, what? How else are you spelling
2: Cook? And two, like I guess maybe the name. Because sometimes a person with the name, like, the name the Cook has an E on the end of it. So uh, that could that's be it. I saw a few states, not
1: just Arkansas, search for the word. You Started did Illinois. Which, yeah, yeah. yeah. they you real well. Now you've been joined. Uh, yeah, if you've seen I mean, Bruce Almighty,
2: you know yeah. how to spell it. <laughs> B <Be> A U T O. I mean, come on! I say it every single time. <laughs> um, there's a couple of other interesting ones. Virginia, their top search word was... <laughs> Virginia. <the> word.
1: Virginia, <laughs> yeah. I also Which, like that West Virginia's is chihuahua. How many people need to spell <laughs> chihuahua in West Virginia? But apparently... It's, <laughs> well, when you do, it's kind of tough to spell this. I mean, I can't... Oh, it's, you know, yeah, can't I would look know. it up every time too, but I just I only need to spell it like maybe once every seven years or something, so...
2: <laughs> um, in D.C., I saw that they were looking at how to spell the word <laughs> That's one you would think you'd be able to spell. P-E-D-P-L-E, right? <laughs> yeah, that, that'll work. <laughs> maybe they were just looking at the plural form because you know the plural form, like there's peoples and people, right. and I'd say. Maybe, maybe they were just you know, like you said yeah. before the cook. Maybe
0: I don't know. Did you see what Vermont's word was? Tong. T o m g. They're
1: February Each February was always yeah. hard for me right because uh, it's like
0: February <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> I a three syllable in there but <laughs> nailed it um, but I finally got February <laughs> uh,
2: I liked uh, well yeah. one, I liked uh, was it was oh, Oklahoma the spring spring <laughs> you can tell they're really going through it during are in this quarantine um, I, and then was it was it Alabama with the other? I love that Alabama went the other yeah that's it's so fitting when <laughs> <Northern>
0: in <laughs> Alabama there's no two- yeah. Do you think they're looking up how to spell the or what is the <laughs> it's, it's a little bit of a you live in Alabama in the summertime, dear God, I hope
1: you know what the uh, is. But then right next to him, uh, Mississippi is looking up move, a day? Really? Now now. <laughs> 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 you know, it's the little things yeah. that that's really. <laughs> well, and who was was uh,
0: Erie? Yeah, E-E-R-I-E. Yeah. But,
2: well, we're... Lake Erie is like a
0: machine. Yeah, yeah. Well, I about The Spelling, and they just kind of, I think it was defined as something that's peculiar or oh. eerie, so I thought that was a very peculiar, eerie word. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Lake Erie is spelled
1: differently than that, anyway. <laughs> um.
2: it, it, was, it was, still, the which state was it? there was one state on it. I didn't quote it, Justin Steak that was looking at how to spell the
1: word great, Yeah. that was yeah. the only other form of the word, which... Makes a little oh, sense. I think that's great. spell with E and an A. That was one of my uh, album uh, album titles back in high school. Was gray as a color, gray as a color. But one spelled with an A and color with C O L O R, and one is gray with an E with color with a U because it's like a pun on like how British spell things. So Man, I know it's so funny, clever. guys. He is <laughs> clever that way. Yeah, it is. I'm funny.